Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Up the was. It's called Sex Panther. It's illegal in nine countries. The tingle up the spine, the tingle in the loins. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome into your Wednesday. Great to have you with us. And when I say us, it's it's still not all of us. Uh, my mate in France is well. She's got another reprieve of an hour's extra sleep. It still absolutely baffles me that she's somehow got this across the line of the powers that be. But I'll keep bringing it up. And uh, before the end of this World Cup, she is going to have to get up earlier than she is currently joining us on. But the run home, of course, brought to you by Mick Delivery. Mick Delivery delivering your Macca's favourite straight to your door. And as it was yesterday, the early risers. Uh, well, I guess we've been up a while, Brad. But it's, it's Beeb and Brad for the first hour, ably supported by the ever-improving Jacob under the foot, who is just flourishing under the added pressure and scrutiny that is the run home's executive. Uh, we'll be leading you through this first hour. Brad, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm very good. Luckily, I only turned my mic on then because there were some four-letter words coming out of the uh, producer studio here directed towards one Stephen Donald, but uh, yeah, uh, from, from young Jacob. But uh, no, I'm very, very good. I'm actually, this is the best I've felt for about three or four weeks, Beef. So I think I'm finally over the old three-letter word that is the flu. Yes, it's uh, it really rocked the uh, side around a bit. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Curse almost missed her first World Cup because of it. She did, and, yeah. and you and you just uh, well, you, you I won't say you went missing, but you just went missing for a few days from us <laughs> here did. on the run home. Hey, so I was still working from home, beef. I was still working from home. Uh, it's great. It's great to have you here and with us. We've got a wonderful show planned that we'll go through shortly. But Brad, there's something that you'd like to address on the back of, I guess, one of the real big news stories yesterday. Yes, indeed, Beef. So, obviously, uh, the, look, the Texas have been uh, flooding through all day. Smithy got some, Brecky got some, Staffy got some. I think, I think even running it straight got um, got some about Mountain Dew Gate. That uh, that was uh, that took place in the SCNZ Auckland office yesterday. So uh, I've got Sheriff Beaver here, and also I've got a Detective Inspector S H Hewitt, who um, is who's been on the case all day, along with his tag team partner uh, Constable Bacon, uh, and he believes he is uh, he, he has a suspect. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Um as you are well aware, yesterday afternoon between the hours of approximately 1pm and 2.55pm New Zealand time, a vessel of sugary persuasion was stolen, opened and consumed 
at a rate of 50%. It the was. vessel, a can of popular carbonated beverage Mountain Dew, was neither owned by the perpetrator nor had the perpetrator received prior consent to consume said vessel. As a result, an official investigation was launched, and I'm glad to report that today we have found apprehended and charged a suspect in relation to what has been dubbed by the Special Investigations Unit here at SENZ Mountain Dew Gate. Uh, I will now provide a detailed rundown of this investigation, following which I will open up the floor uh, for questions. Um, An incident was reported to the Special Investigations Unit yesterday at approximately 2.55. Immediately after receiving this information, we identified a suspect who was known to the unit who had previous history of similar incidents <laughs> and who had also lied to investigators to cover up his actions. Following an informal inquiry, the suspect denied any wrongdoing and was allowed to walk away. However, this morning following a request to Senior Constable Bradley Bacon, uh, we received video footage of the SENZ kitchen from the hours 1pm to 2.55. Extensive, and I'll stress that, extensive analysis Seen of it. this footage has revealed the following. At approximately 1.49pm, the suspect, a male in his mid-30s, roughly 5 foot 8 inches, wearing blue jeans and a black shirt, entered the SENZ kitchen area. Approximately 10 seconds later, the suspect obtained a glass from a shelf to his left before filling it with water at the kitchen sink. Approximately 10 seconds after that, the suspect walked from the sink to the other side of the kitchen, placing the glass of water on the bench. The suspect then proceeded to open the fridge door. For a period of five seconds, the suspect stood standing in front of the fridge before reaching to his left and opening a cabinet that contained a selection of mugs. (laughs) At this point, uh, there is conveniently a gap in video footage of about 30 seconds, at uh, at which point it resumes, and the suspect is seen standing over the kitchen sink, consuming the contents of, of a mug, whilst his glass of water remains on the kitchen bench. At approximately 1.51, nearly two minutes after entering the kitchen, the suspect is seen leaving the area with his glass of water in tow. The argument put forward by the Special Investigations Unit in consultation with lawyers and forensic experts is that the suspect, a man by the name of Samuel Brown, opened the can of Mountain Dew in the fridge, emptied 50% of its contents into his mug, leaving half a can in the fridge and consuming the contents in the mug before leaving without a trace of DNA Evidence. This was this was calculated. This was deliberate, and we will be seeking the maximum punishment under law for Mr. Brown's offence. Sheriff Beaver, uh, any questions? We've got the suspect currently uh, under interrogation. Any any questions for said suspect that that may be uh, going through your mind around said accusations? Now, look, there's a lot, there's a lot of legal speak going on here that's, I guess, uh, <laughs> confusing the situation and confusing me. Uh, but. Uh, I guess, uh, have you got Sam Brown there, have you, the, the, the head of the sales team? Who, who I did say it wouldn't have been one of the sales team because I thought uh, they're too good a citizen. So I guess, is he, does he try to bring anyone else down with him or is he prepared to take it all upon himself? Yeah, g'day, Beef. Um, first of all, I'd just like to say... You are under oath, by the way. Just I, yeah, I did um, declare an oath to the, the Beaver book by Scotty Stevenson. Um, Great read. But um, I was actually brought in here under false pretenses. I haven't been provided legal support or read my rights. Um, so I just want to say that anything that goes on from this this point on won't really stand up in court. Did so, you drink my drink? I didn't drink your drink, mate. You didn't um, drink my drink. As you know. Yes. I'm a sort of cultural leader in the office, a man of integrity. appointed the, the first one to cut the birthday cake and sort of hand it out to the less fortunate um, I just don't think you've got the right guy here. Now, Look, what, how would you defend the video footage that we have? Granted, there is a there is a patch of missing footage here, 
Um, but how would you how would you justify what we saw you with? You, you'd already poured yourself a glass of water. Why we, why did you grab a mug? Why did you open the fridge? And why were you drinking that oh, mug over the sink? Look, mate, I I haven't been to a doctor. I could have diabetes. Like, um, I don't know. I, there's a the key things I've just written down quickly without legal advice is there's a gap in a space in the video wasn't there there's about 30 seconds you mentioned convenient uh was there a mountain dew can in my hand at the time Mm. did you see the evidence in my hand at any time no we did not um do you drink mountain dew sam brown i hate mountain dew mate anything that looks like it'll glow in the dark well that's very interesting because uh beaver i think this might be the smoking gun as they say in legal speak uh here's a bit of audio that i conjured up the day before we found this video footage that Sam Brown has no knowledge of. Have a listen to this. Sammy, how you doing, Colin? Hello, Sammy. How are you? Good, man. Hey, um, I'm just going to put a poll in the office. 20 seconds. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your favourite um, soft drink? Are you like a, do you like Mountain Dew? Do you like Coca-Cola? What you... What's this What's this about? Nah, just, I'm just asking people what they're... Like, if, you, if they're... What would you have... What would you normally drink at work? Like, if on a work day, you know, do you bring stuff in? Do you... What, what you mentioned... You... I'd... I love Mountain Dew, to be fair. Oh, um, or a Sprite, <laughs> like a, like a lemonade sort of drink. Mm. But what do you usually have when, you, when you're here on a daily basis? Oh, mostly, to be fair, like if I don't really bring drinks in, so just, there's nothing in the fridge, probably just water, to be honest. Nothing in the don't, fridge. Don't, don't, Can we get a final verdict from you, please, Beef? Sheriff Beef? Oh, Jeep, it's, it's just so much to consider, and, and I guess I don't have time to, to uh, recess or it's whatever legal speak that is. But uh, guilty. No, I think for the dollar seventy-five can of Mountain Dew uh, that you'd pay in Parnell, I'll just have to call you guilty, and uh, and you know there, there might be flaws in my uh, in my guilty verdict. But uh, for the sake of for the sake of everyone sleeping tonight and the listeners, uh, we're just going to have to give you guilty and move on, Sam, and, and appreciate everyone's time and. And I couldn't think of any better way to use uh, ACNZ's uh, paychecks by uh, interrogation. Um, <laughs> I hope Bradley, I hope uh, I hope Kirst's feed from France goes better today than it did yesterday, and uh, Bacon has nothing to worry about. This is where he spent his time today. But uh, no, wonderful stuff, guys. Wonderful to have you here on the run home. Of course, coming up on the show, big old show planned for you. We got Kirst coming out of Paris. Macca's menu will get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. We've got the Rugby World Cup Team of the Week. We've got Beavers All Blacks 23 for Namibia. Um, It's a case of who's left standing in that one, especially in some positions up front. Uh, We play Who Am I? Obviously, the wonderful wonderful segment that's taking over the run home on on a Wednesday. Last week, I think it went to clue number three, which... Just unheard of, and it may have been because I was just a bit dopey on it in France that we didn't get it earlier, but yes, Who Am I is back for your Wednesday. We run home's Rugby World Cup update. Tonga's coaching advisor, Chris Boyd, joins the show with Curse from Paris. We go head-to-head, which is, of course, another wonderful segment that Brad's introduced. Uh, <laughs> and I think, did I get a victory last week? And that was against Sam Ackerman. I actually, I got a, I got a runaway victory. You smashed uh, the, him with NRL over Rugby Rugby World Cup. Yeah. You, you destroyed him, Beef. There you go. He's a paid professional. Um, Warriors Wednesday with Morgs. Uh, an absolute highlight. Let's hope it's the, the last Warriors Wednesday with Morgs. I obviously, every Wednesday now, um, we're on tender hooks because Morgs, of course, is going to the Cowboys next year. And Justin Horro joins Fletch just before six. So that's the Aussie cross. No Joel today. So 
with Justin Horro, maybe a little bit less left field, but probably not because we've still got Fletch there. So that is your Macca's menu brought to you by McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to the door. Time now, just to remind you that we are a sporting show and not uh, CSI <laughs> Miami for your headlines. The Run Home's sporting headlines. Here's what's making news today. Romania's former world number one, Simona Halep, says she will appeal to sport's highest court against the International Tennis Integrity Agency decision to ban her for four years after two separate anti-doping rule violations. The 31-year-old former Wimbledon and French champion has been provisionally suspended since October 22 after testing positive for a banned blood booster at the US Open last year where she lost in the first round. Halep says she refused to accept the decision of a four-year ban, which runs until October 26. England flanker Tom Curry has been handed an effective two-game suspension and will miss the Rugby World Cup Pool D matches against Japan and Chile, following his red card inside three minutes against Argentina on Sunday. Number seven on a head flash have been upgraded to a red card because there is no mitigation by the degree of danger, so it's a red against a seven. Wowee. Tom Curry has had his yellow card upgraded to red. He has gone. The 25-year-old attended an independent disciplinary committee hearing in Paris and was handed a three-match ban though he'll be free to face Samoa on October 8 if he completes a coaching intervention program. World Rugby's Tackle School, effectively known on the run home as Tackle Rehab. Isn't it great that the rehab school even goes on the road for these countries at the moment? The All Blacks will likely be without their skipper for the second Rugby World Cup match in a row as they take a cautious approach with his ongoing back issues. Sam Kane didn't train with the team in Leon on Tuesday, and they don't appear keen on taking any risks with him so early in the tournament. And why would you? And that is your sporting headlines for your Wednesday. Don't you love a tackle school, Bill? Don't you wish that, Beave, when you were a rugby player at the very highest level, there was a, there was a thing called tackle school? Yeah, well, I might have gone just to learn how to tackle. Um, that's, that's what I would have been going for. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating that uh, at the World Cup we have a tackle school. And I'd love to know, do they just open up a club field in Paris? And, uh, obviously, Tom Curry comes in and, and whoever else is getting a week off their suspension just start flowing in in their taxis and, uh, and start hitting the tackle pads. Who, and, who knows? And do they have lunch provided? Like, is it catered for? Like, do you get to have a Should, break? You know, like... I know when you go to some rehab clinics, it's an all-inclusive. Um, mm. But I don't know. I don't know if it should be at rehab school. I mean, you're a paid professional. You shouldn't be there in the first place. But you're there. I think you should have to bring your own lunch, uh, Brad. On that. Uh, talking of opinions, give us your opinion on what tackle school looks like at the Rugby World Cup too, and, and if they in fact have the BYO their lunch. <laughs> but another text topic we want to talk to you guys today about: if you could claim one player from another side at any of the rivals for the All Blacks, who would it be? Oh. Who would it be? Uh, give us a text on the Temper Bedpost. Text machine, Temper and Bedpost. Range of mattresses and adjustable bases. 
adaptive and exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Text double eight double three. Call even better. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Without notice. Question without notice, but you've been given thirty seconds. So producers. Jacob and Brad, I know you'll probably both give me a palm. Who is it that the All Blacks would want? For me, Beef, uh, I would look at someone like a Vermeulen or Peter Steff Dutoy. Oh, you surprised me, Brad. I thought you would have definitely been looking Northern Hemisphere. We've, we've long established your love of the game <laughs> it, from the far north. But you've gone a couple of South Africans, and that's fantastic. Vermeulen or Steph Detroit. Steph Detroit, for me, can obviously play anywhere in that loose forward show, including Locke. Uh, so he would be a good pickup. Or if you played Will Jordan at fullback, I'd play Talia and Cheslin Colby on the wings. You wouldn't mind a bit of Cheslin. Yeah, yeah so, Ches- I mean, I'm a big fan of the box too, Beef. So that uh, they, they are just, yes. you know, they're just a dominant team. So I'll write, I'll write that I don't down think, too. And look, I know that you you think that I am I'm anti New Zealand, but uh, or anti All Blacks, but there's not a lot of players that are that are around the world that I would replace our All Black players for. There's just a few key positions. Like you can't tell me Artie Sevilla is not one of the best loose forwards on the planet. Because he is. Some I've, reason, I've never told you that. Some no. reason those wallies at World Rugby didn't nominate him for World Rugby Player of the Year last year when he was easily one of the best players on the planet. So, look, this, we got some great players, but I think we need a player like a Peter Sefty toy that can cover all three positions in the back row. There you go. Well, I was going to get Jacob's opinion, but uh, Jacob's opinion can just hold. And, and as much as I respect it, we've got a caller coming in, so I'll leave Jacob till after the caller. We've got John. John, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. Um, I'd have remarks all day. Marks. The best. He's the best hooker in the world, and if you watch him play, he just dominates the ball carry. He dominates the rucks. He dominates the scrum. We've got two good hookers ourselves, but man, when I saw him play against the All Blacks last oh, two weeks ago, what a what a player! So yeah, I'd have him straight in there. And if I could have two, I'd have Sia Kolisi. Sia Kolisi. You like him? You like Kolisi just for his leadership or his play as well? Oh, if, if you watch him, Beef, he's actually a, an awesome player and he compliments the players around him. Um, he's probably a little bit better than Sam Kane at the moment. His tackling is just efficient, 100%, 95%. His ball carries are dominant. He's, you know, he was supposed to be out for 12 months. He came back after four months. And then he just compliments the toy and uh, Remulin and uh, what's his name? Lisa. He just compliments yeah. them well. No, great, great, great opinions and great, uh, great thoughts there. Obviously, Mark's yep. I think there wouldn't be a team in the uh, in the competition that wouldn't want a bit of him. But it's interesting you say about Khaleesi. I think Khaleesi's really come on. As a, I mean, as funny as it says, I mean he's the World Cup winning Springbok captain from four years ago. But I think he's playing from what I've seen of the last sort of month or of his comeback. He's playing better than I think he's ever played. I think. For a long time, there was probably a, a, a bit of him being in the Springboks and, and ahead of others for that leadership and, and for the way he helps unite that country behind the Springboks. But, geez, you've got to say right now, you, you did right, John. His form is utterly superb. Uh, text in here, big semi, Rodradra. Uh, he gets a vote for, for an unknown text here. He's another one that just offers something not too many... Not too many can offer. Uh, we, Mark's suggested Nathan Cleary. Um, if we could grab him from the Panthers. Um, Mark, let me know where we'd be putting him in, in the All Black squad. I presume you'd like him in the half somewhere. Um, but no, some wonderful Texas coming in here. Uh, Zaid, he says he'd probably either go a Jamison Gibson Park or, or a Bundy uh, or a DuPont. 
would be a very good pickup as well. Wonderful Texas. Keep them coming in. The text topic today that we want to kick off with you is who from any other rival team, if you wanted to inject them, drop them into the All Blacks, who would it be before we go to the air break? Jacob, who's your uh, added added bonus to the All Blacks in this uh, fantasy World Cup draft we're playing with today? Well, my first... Uh, my first thought was uh, George Ford because of the uh, you know yeah. circles I move in. We are uh, we are uh, we are tough tough rugby critics. But um, in all seriousness, I think I'm going to pick Peter Omani. Ooh, oh, the there you go. What a, who's the fan go. of the North now, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised he's not English, but uh, the Irishman will do. The Munster Irishman, Peter O'Malley, who's uh, he's going to be a very centre of uh, the Irish chances and a thing. Indeed, go deep into this, but what a weekend ahead for the Irish and the Springboks. So much of that pool, so much of the All Blacks' future can well be dictated to by that result coming up. I've got South Africans texting me willy-nilly at the moment, seeing if I can get them tickets in Paris. I said, I'm down here in Waikiki. It's not easy for me to get your tickets sorted in Paris. But uh, no, it is going to be a game that absolutely grabs your eyeballs this weekend. The Springboks playing the Irish. We're going to take a break. Get your texts coming in. Who do you want to... Parachute into the All Blacks if you could in this fantasy draft of ours.